Hello. Why? Okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. 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 Sweetest sister here again. <laughs> My name is Sukiri Jane. Um. Welcome to the fourth episode of Human Disaster. I'm still yet to listen to a single one of these. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe episode fifty. Maybe episode fifty. I will sit down and listen to it for like five minutes. Um. But I do have to listen to Desuja like all day, and you know, need a break. But um, <laughs> hope you enjoy. Um, hopefully, Susha doesn't spend like thirty out of the forty minutes just up? laughing because it's a very so loud laugh. It, it's not very relaxing. Um, shall I try this again? No, it's fine. Okay. Um, stay sexy. Bye. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4 of Human Disaster um, by me, Saoirse McGarry. It's me everyone, hello, I'm back. I'm back and worse than ever. Worse than ever. I don't know how to articulate. I do. It's worse than ever and that's how I articulate it. I'm doing worse than ever. Um, I want to tell everyone a quick story from like maybe two nights ago. Um, I was like... I was just falling asleep. It was maybe, it was maybe half, oh yeah, it was maybe half three and I was gradually like just praying to whoever is up there not giving me sleep to just give me sleep and I heard like a kind of a noise that, I don't know, it sounded like, I thought it was a meteor falling from the sky. Um, On reflection, I do think it was an airplane driving over our house. Is driving the right word? No. Flying. An airplane flying over our house. Um, But at the time, it's like half three, everything's dark. And for some reason, I thought it was too late. <laughs> I thought it was too late for airplanes to be flying. I was like, for God's sake, sure, what would they be doing at half three in the morning? <laughs> Not like it could have been a long flight. Anyway, so I was on my phone watching this like video of John Mulaney and Bill Hader talking about Barry, which is Bill Hader's show. And I was like, oh my god, okay, obviously this noise is a meteor. Um, and like, I don't know much about meteors, but like if one is big enough and it hits the earth, it's, it's game over for like everybody on the planet, I think. Or at least that's my understanding of it. Not like a huge meteor could fall to the earth without someone in NASA leaking that information first. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, there was no logic to this freakout. I was just like, well, actually, the point of this story is that there was no freakout. I was like, okay, a meteor is falling towards the earth rapidly. I can hear it already. Um, Am I going to get out of bed to check? No. Am I going to stay in bed and look up, like, the news to see if something's actually happening? No. Am I going to lay in bed and just keep watching <laughs> Bill Hader and John Mulaney talk about Barry? Yes. I was like, if I'm, if I'm actually about to die right now, <laughs> if I'm actually about to pass away, like if this is the end of times, I'm completely fine just staying in bed <laughs> and, watching <laughs> and watching John Mulaney and Bill Hader talk about Barry. That's not to say that like, I would jump in front of a bullet for those comedians or anything. It was just like the complete apathy I felt. I was like, well, at least lockdown's over. Like, you know what I like it was it was not a good it was not a good moment. <laughs> I, 
And then after about like a minute, I think I forgot about it altogether. So I wasn't like sitting there like sweating, like, you know, in, like nervously watching this YouTube video. I was just like, okay, this is it. This is what's going to happen. And I've made peace with that. Um, so that was a few nights ago. Um, no other news. Um, as, as I'm sure other people have observed, I've been living like we all have, I think, just the same day for five months straight. Um, so that kind of renders any news. <clears throat> that kind of renders any news unlikely. Um, I went to a podcast live stream for um episode 100 of uh, another podcast that I listened to and it was on at 3 in the morning or I think I'd started at 2 in the morning um, because it was like eastern time and I was like oh my god it was such a struggle to stay up that late and it didn't finish until like 5 in the morning and it was really good but I was so tired it didn't finish until 5 in the morning and then since then that was a few nights ago and since then like, I have not been able to go to sleep at a regular time. It's just been, like, 1am is the new 11. Pass it on. Okay, for Two Truths, One Lie this week, yeah, I would like to say Eminalty and Lynn guessed it right. Um, I was once again telling straight straight up truth. I'm not going to do that again because I think that is super lame. It's such a, It's such a bad joke and it's also, like... I'm going to put the work in, guys. I'm going to put the work in and come up with a convincing fake story. So here we go. <clears throat> story number one is I put up my middle finger to my dad's back four or five years ago and he cancelled Christmas. He cancelled Christmas. So, okay, let's go into this. So I was 16 and I'm 20 now, so four years ago. And... um. I, I can't believe I was 16 for you. Hang on, that just hit me. Oh my God. Okay, anyway. um, And I was upstairs talking to dad, obviously having a bit of an argument. I can't remember what about, but, you know, it was getting kind of heated. Anyway, dad kind of turned around to go into his room. I was still standing in the landing and mum was beside me. I don't know why. I don't think she was even involved. I think she was just like, you know, a civilian shall we say and I was like okay I'm 16 years old I hate my dad <laughs> that's my impression of an American teenager I hate my dad oh my god I can't believe he was like he's doing this or whatever and then I put my middle finger up at his back as he was retreating this is how much I was afraid of my dad like even in even in like rage like even in the fits of like teenage angst I was like oh my god I hate him so much what am I gonna do swear at him no put up a quiet middle finger to his retreating back yes that seems like not suicide so I did that and then I'm not sure how it felt I don't know if I felt like satisfied with the the level of rebellion there or not but anyway instant regret because mum was like Connor oh mum's from Scotland by the way Connor, Searsha's just put her middle finger up at your back. And I turned to look at her and I'm like, you dumb bitch, like we are so fucked now, except I obviously didn't say any of that. Um, and I was just kind of standing there like, <laughs> and dad turned around and he was like full of rage. Like in any given argument, um, dad has more anger than you. <laughs> 
at least my dad has more anger than me and everyone else in my house like it like if you're if you're really arguing he's like we're not doing this like I can't believe you're arguing with me and I have to pay a mortgage so you ungrateful brats get to live here except he doesn't say that he's just mad um I'm painting my daughter to be like a psychopath no I think (laughs) I think this is a story worth telling true or true or false like who knows anyway dad was like oh my god are you swearing at me in my own house which is probably it's probably fair that he was angry but that we're not talking about who was right and who was wrong. <laughs> I was 16. I was 16. I was listening to my chemical romance on repeat. And I was full of rage and I put my middle finger up at dad's back. And he wouldn't have ever known if mom wasn't such a goddamn snitch. But anyway, um, he turned around and he was like, I can't believe you did that, Saoirse. Like, that was, that's so uncalled for. That's so disrespectful. Like, I'm like, you're under my roof and all this. And I was just kind of standing there like, oh, this looks like it's headed in a... A kind of a weird direction and then he was like you know what he he just gave me the silent treatment I think until later and then later that night he was like we're having a family meeting and I was like oh my god are they gonna actually kick me out of the house and dad was like yeah we're not gonna be doing Christmas this year this was five days before Christmas he was like we're not doing Christmas this year because okay so that means that I just turned 16 as well so I was freshly 16 full of rage and dad was like no so um dad was like we're not doing Christmas this year I'm just gonna work through Christmas day and get like you know overtime or whatever you guys can take down the tree we have a fake tree that we put up every single year and he was like disassemble the tree take it all down put it back in the box pack it away we're not celebrating Christmas this year because I'm not feeling the Christmas spirit in this house <laughs> and you guys get one guess as to why um it's because this bitch <laughs> put her middle finger up at dad's back and mum snitched on me um so I'm crying I'm like dad like it's not fair on Kira and mum if you do this like it, if it's because of me like I'll stay in my room whatever I'm really sorry like I don't know why I did that I mean I know full well why I did that it's because I was upset I was like, I promise, like, I will never <laughs> move my hands again. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like, don't punish everyone else. It's not their fault. It's my fault. Even though if we want to get into semantics, it's kind of mum's fault. But anyway, um, and like everyone else is crying except dad's just sitting there like complete apathy. Like, oh my God, all of these people, <laughs> he's just living in a house full of fake bitches. And he was like, um, yeah, no that's not what's gonna happen we're just gonna cancel Christmas and this went on for like an hour like like I think I was just sobbing uncontrollably I was like I I cannot believe this is happening and dad was like go take down the Christmas tree so Kira and I had to go into the piano room and just take all the decorations down and then like like as I said disassemble a Christmas tree like we had to take all of the individual branches out of the main pole and then smooth them all down to put them into the box. And we were like, oh my god, I cannot believe this is real. I think one episode of Modern Family has like a kind of a similar situation. Except it, it doesn't even go this far. And that's an American comedy. They're like, how outrageous is it to get your children <laughs> to take down the Christmas tree? Because you're so upset with them. 
And anyway, so the Christmas tree is gone. We are inconsolable and we're taking down the other decorations. And then um, I think we had a second family meeting. <laughs> My dad was like, okay, I've given it some thought. <laughs> He's like, yeah, um, if you guys, like, seriously, if you say you're sorry... And I was like, oh my god, I'm so, so, so sorry. And he's like, okay, yeah, okay. Um, okay, we'll do Christmas. But you're on thin fucking ice. <laughs> so he didn't actually say that. He was like, yeah, okay, we'll do Christmas. Like, you know, I was upset and you upset me. But if you're really sorry and you promise not to do it again, then, you know, I don't see a problem. So we reassembled the Christmas tree. So this is... The third handling of the Christmas tree in like like a five day period. And we were like, okay, we have to, oh my God, we have to put all this shit back up again. But anyway, um, that Christmas, I think dad kind of like out of guilt got us amazing presents. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So that was story number one. Dad, <laughs> I still can't believe he did it. Guys, it was four years ago and I bring it up all the time. I still cannot believe he did it. Um, that being said, this is two truths and one lie. So... <laughs> <laughs> who knows if that really happened i'm trying to be ambiguous now that i've <laughs> um so that was the first story that dad cancelled christmas when i put up my little finger to his back the second story i have to tell you all today is that a phrase that was thrown at me on new year's eve of 2020 2019 it must have been 2019 wait um, when did we start in lockdown? Oh my god, 2020. Yeah, the start of 2020, we were still fine. Okay, New Year's Eve 2020, this drunk girl yelled something at me and I have just found out that it has become a common phrase for a select amount of students in accountancy in UCC. So this story takes place in Bray. I was out with a few friends for New Year's Eve and um, we were having a great time. We went home at around three in the morning. You know, everyone kind of stays out a bit late. That's the whole point. And um, a friend of mine ran into um, a friend of hers. And they got into a bit of a fight. I think people were just like, you know, for whatever reason. I think people just get drunk and then say mean things or whatever. Um, and like, this girl was trying to like, beat up my friend. <laughs> Or she was at least saying that, like she was kind of yelling at her from like in between. I kind of stood in like in her way so that people didn't actually start throwing fists in the side of the road. And she said she was talking about me to my friend as if I wasn't there. And she called me a psycho. Um, And she was like, oh my, like your friend's an absolute psycho. Um, my Now this girl Stephanie can do a better impression of it because I told my friend Stephanie this story like when I got home because I thought it was so funny that she she was like she called us like it wasn't just me standing in her way there was like a few of us and she was like oh my god I'll use weird like IDT gots you're all like weird emos and like I thought that was so funny that she called us weird emo like gots um and just her accent is hilarious so anyway it's hilarious if you're from Cork it's not hilarious if you're in Dublin and that's how people talk but um I told my friend Stephanie this when I got home to Cork and she got back to she I just saw her today 
And she was telling me that um, she thought it was a TikTok audio. <laughs> she's been calling people just like psycho, but she's been saying it like psycho. And she's been doing that like in her own time because she thought it was like a TikTok audio and that's where she'd heard it. It was on some random like some random viral video instead of just me telling her a story like a year ago like there was so much distance between like the phrase and Stephanie that she wasn't sure if she'd heard it like from the internet or from a person um in her close circle so she's been saying psycho like psycho for like a year and (coughs) excuse me and just not knowing why and anyway she was telling me this and she's been saying it like on on these zoom calls that she has with her um course and um people have been kind of like why do you say psycho like that and she's like oh my god it's the tiktok audio like have you not heard it and they're like no one else has heard this ever before and then apparently she just woke up this morning and realized that like i had told her a story <laughs> i had told her a story about like just a kind of new year's eve brawl that happened in bray a year ago and that's where <laughs> she got the phrase from <laughs> So yeah, there's um that story number two is that my friend Stephanie, <laughs> my friend Stephanie has adopted um a phrase that was thrown at me one year ago today, no a year a year ago a year and four months ago, um that story number two is that Stephanie has been calling people psycho with a South Dublin accent because a drunk girl said it in front of me in New Year's Eve and Bray of 2020, so there we go. And here we have arrived at story number three. Story number three is that I had a an actual nervous breakdown over um, a sign that had been vandalised so that it said fart instead of art. Okay, let me just paint you all a picture right now with my words. Um, uh, tell a story if you will. <laughs> or I'll paint you a word picture, whichever floats your boat. Um... So first year of art college, I had no idea what was going, what it was going to be like because I basically decided to do art in the pa- in the last five minutes, <laughs> and I had like thrown together a portfolio and just hoped for the best. I chose IDT because it was the only college that I remembered the name of <laughs> after a conversation with a second cousin. Um, does that mean I regret it? No, I love art college, but that's just. For the record, I had no idea what I was getting into. So the second project we had to do was like a sculpture project. And I've never used, like I've never really sculpted anything. I'm not great with that kind of craft. So, and like that was the kind of general vibe. Like a few people were amazing at it. And then everyone else was just like kind of okay. Um, Maybe that's a bit unfair. Maybe I was the only one who kind of struggled with it. But it seemed to be like... There was a bit more struggle with this one than there had been with the previous project, which was more about painting and drawing. So anyway, this was the egg project and we had to assemble some kind of sculpture or some kind of structure that moved an egg from the floor to the top of a a plinth that was about a meter tall. Uh, And we had like six weeks to do it and they were like, do it, but like make it Irish, you know, so don't just like, don't just build like a forklift or something. Not that anyone was really going down that avenue anyway. So I had been working on this ugly and basically useless pulley system for about the first two weeks 
and it was really killing me like emotionally I was like this is so bad I don't like looking at it it doesn't work that well but I had stayed late in the studio one day just really working on like getting it to getting it to just work really flawlessly and I had like strings and I was pulling strings and there was like a bottle with a magnet at the bottom of it that was swooping down to pick up a basket that I was going to put the egg in that was like made out of metal so it kind of it actually was looking like it was going to work and I'd spent so long I just stayed until the studio closed at like nine until the campus like security come around and they're like oh my god bitch go home that's how long I stayed and I was so happy that it had finally just started working anyway cut I actually can't even tell this okay anyway cut to the next day um, I think I, I think it was like lunchtime. I was kind of out of the room, you know, going on a walk or whatever with someone, and um, I came back in, and this was like coming up to the open day for, it was so it was maybe like November, and they had taken down a sign that was outside the art room that someone had vandalized earlier to say fart, like it had been like that when we got there. It wasn't like someone in my course. Um, they, they put that away because they were like, we don't really want this out in the corridor during the open day because we don't want people thinking that, like, everyone's, a, you know, a vandal or whatever. So fair enough. So they were like, you guys can just have this. So they put it into our studio and closed the door, basically. And someone thought it'd be funny to, like, hang it up on the wall, which is harmless enough. Hang it up on the wall. Good joke. Like, it says fart. Farts are hilarious. No arguments here. Except they hung it up um, right beside my pulley system and actually damaged it in order to get to the corner of the room because it was all so frail and just like it was basically held together by like my own desperation. <laughs> and um, I came into the room and I saw this guy just like putting the sign up and I saw that my pulley system wasn't right. And I was looking at it and I was like, this is not going to work anymore. And I don't even know how I got it to work in the first place. And I was looking into the face of this guy who was just like, look, this sign says fart. And he didn't actually say that, but his eyes said that. He was so excited about it. And I was just looking at this like, my whole project has been ruined for the sake of a fart joke. And I just lost my mind. Like, that that's obviously an over-exaggeration. Like, I could have fixed it. But it was just emotionally, like, I was just completely destroyed. <laughs> I was like, the audacity <laughs> of this person <laughs> to just saunter up to my project and change it all around, move it all around to accommodate a sign that says the word fart on it. Oh my god, I lost my mind. I was I think I actually screamed at them. And then I just left the room. I actually threatened I like literal murder. I was like I'm coming back in 10 minutes and if my project isn't back to the way it was before, I'm going to start killing people. And then I just left. <laughs> um like that's the end of the story. <laughs> the end of the story it's not like I went and like bought them a whoopee cushion to apologize for losing my mind over what was just meant to be a joke um I just got really really mad then left and then came back <laughs> so yeah that was um 
and by the way I ended up changing my project and turning it into something way better that actually looked interesting and I don't know if you guys need this information but I got a really good grade for it so it doesn't matter like it didn't matter anyway because it's only an art college silly project to get you to think outside the 2d plane or whatever but I was like oh my god I'm gonna actually gonna kill this man oh my god <laughs> and then I came back in and had to calm down um so yeah that was the story so what do you guys think do you think the first story dad cancel Christmas because I flipped him off the second story um which was oh yeah um a, a south dublin phrase making it back to cork unintentionally or the third story the last story i lost my mind over a fart joke let me know and i will let me know what you guys think like text me talk to me um if anyone's listening to this that doesn't know my social media i'm not sure how you got this lost um but i hope you find your way back <laughs> Okay, so we've moved on to a portion of the podcast where I discuss, it's called um, Don't Judge a Movie by Its Poster, where I do exactly that, and then we all have a nice good chuckle, hopefully. So today I have literally just googled Movies 2020 and picked one. Um, This one is called Debt Collectors, D-E-B-T, and it's two guys... Um, and they look almost like aggressively American like they're these white guys and they're like kind of covered in tats and like one of them is holding an assault rifle um, and the other is holding a handgun as opposed to what a leg gun anyway and he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and it's open and like he's wearing a, a tank top and I think they're called wife beaters in America those tops that are like muscle muscle tees or whatever like they cut off anyway we don't need to get into that that is horrible um and in the background there's like a a las vegas sign so this tells me that it might take place in vegas and there's like a telephone pole for some reason and um it's one of those posters that's like a whole load of images composited on top of each other and like they put on one intense filter and it's like it's it's meant to I don't know, it's meant to feel very, like, I want to say rustic, but that is not the right word. It's, and I also want to say grunge. <laughs> it's it's meant to feel, like, really grimy and, like, dirty. You know, like, someone dropped the poster in a puddle and there was, like, maybe blood in the puddle. Like, it's meant, it's, it's a, it's a really, like, hyper-masculine thing. And there's, like, an, a small explosion at the bottom, like, just fire. Um, so... And it's from the director of a movie called Triple Threat and Avengement. So I want to, I'm guessing, right? And this is just me spitballing here. I think this is a modern take on the Bible story of um, Zacchaeus. (laughs) Zacchaeus, I think, was his name. Oh my God, I hope I'm right. It's so embarrassing if I don't know my like Bible lore. Um, it was this guy who was like a debt collector, like a tax collector back in the day and everyone in the whole town hated him and Jesus came to visit the town and everyone wanted to get a good look and Zacchaeus like scaled a tree to see Jesus because he was so excited or something and Jesus was like, yeah, that's a real, that's a real religious queen. Zacchaeus is a religious icon 
and he's he like said to Zacchaeus like give all the money back and he did he was like anything for you Jesus like I'm an absolute stan so it was like a parable about like um I don't know giving mm, not being greedy don't be greedy and also be really good at climbing trees and you will get into heaven I think that was the meaning of the story so this is serving me Zacchaeus realness <laughs> I think both of these men are tax collectors debt collectors if that's important if that distinction is important um I think they do it together I think they're putting the us into Zacchaeus oh my god I'm having too much fun with this and um basically they go around the place shooting people is what the guns are telling me um and they are in love with each other but they're trying so hard not to be because they both have really insane ideas about like homosexuality um one of them is like bigger on the poster so i'm gonna assume he's like the main character so he's um zacchaeus and the smaller guy is zacchaeus's like love interest and but anyway they both they both do this um debt collecting together so yeah so they go and shoot up loads of people who aren't giving them you know who aren't paying their debts shall we say there's a tagline at the bottom that says everybody pays <laughs> what isn't that being the most hilarious tagline ever um so yeah that's what i think debt collectors is about um it's about their their character arcs as a homophobic and a homosexual <laughs> um gun blazing men and it's an allegory for greed and the american dream and capitalism um and it's actually about everything that it doesn't seem to be about um it's about it's anti-violence it's anti-homophobia it's i'm sorry i'm not calling tech collectors homophobic it's anti like toxic masculinity and it's it's pro-inclusion and being honest about how you feel about someone and being true to yourself so that is my guess for debt collectors and now i'm going to look at what it's actually about hang on if i was more organized i would have this to hand okay uh sue whoever sue is forces french to join him okay the two boys sue and french um, Sue forces French to join him as he needs to retrieve three debt collections. However, they are unaware that a crime lord and a kingpin are waiting to seek revenge against them. Okay. Okay. Not, okay, not quite there. Not quite there. I will say that they didn't mention Jesus Christ once. Or any kind of underlying homosexual tendencies. Um, and they didn't even mention, okay, I don't think Zacchaeus comes into this at all. Um, I don't, I would be very surprised if, um, they actually do end up smooching at the end. <laughs> anyway, Netflix, come at me. I think my version is way better than yours. Okay, everyone, for the first time in podcast history, I have a guest. Um, welcome to the stage, Kira McGarry. Kira, do you want to say it's hi? Kira Jane. Kira Jane. Kira's, Kira's going by Kira Jane now because she's in college, which means she... No, I've always had a double vowel name, but we just... No one has cared until it. now. Okay, anyway. Just call me CJ. Oh my God, okay. no one gives a shit. Okay. okay. Love you. Speaking of shit. Um, 
Welcome, welcome to this part of the podcast. Sorry, oh, sorry, John's asleep next to me. You can probably hear him snoring. Okay. I'm gonna play ten to ten on my gun. Okay, anyway. if you snoring in the back of this, no, you don't. So we've got we've arrived at the part of the podcast called Sound Advice, where I talk about someone's mild and lighthearted issue. And I give them just platinum advice. So today we actually have, um, <laughs> we have a constipated. Person. We actually have a constipated person in our very midst. I'm sitting beside Kieran Jane, who has unknowable amounts of shit just stored up in her body. Ew. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not gross. Can make it sound a little bit nicer. <laughs> Sorry, Kira is, as they say, Hot full girl of shit. Have bell issues. Hot girl has bowel issues. Hot girls have bowel issues. Hot girls in your area with constipation. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. Akira, talk us through the problem. When did this start? Um, when I was about nine years old. It's really been a struggle. I've been battling this for many years. Um, I don't think I will ever live a constipation-free life. And it's hard to deal with, you know? But we'll have five fibre bumbers a day and some coffee and we'll see how we do. Five fiber one bars. Um, and can you talk us through how that feels as it crawls its way down your throat? It feels like I'm trying to drink cement, <laughs> to be quite honest. But like if cement was trying to be fudgy brownie flavour. Okay. Mm. And what is the longest period of time you've gone without going number two? I would like to say possibly five days. Holy God, woman. I think it's horrible. It's not fun. Okay. So I have a solution you'll be glad to hear. Oh, thank God. Um, I've come up with it just now. And it have you heard of the phrase, like, scare the shit out of me? Oh, that is so good. <laughs> and this is your salvation. Okay. Um, I propose that at during the day, every single day, at an unspecified time, mm. I come out of nowhere with a gun. Oh, okay. Shoot a bullet mm. and just nearly miss your face. Or just shoot the shit out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aim for my bowels. Okay, say that again. Just shoot the shit out of me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is, that. that is the funniest thing I've ever heard on this whole goddamn podcast that, to be fair, I've only ever been on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode four, that's not a compliment. Mm, yeah, okay. Um, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you are constipated, like as constipated as here, Jane, which is saying something because she's got two names and not enough bowel room. Um, just, just find, just find like machinery, just find a machine gun, just find a gun, a handgun, a pistol. Uh, Would a water gun do? A convincing water gun? No. Nerf or nothing though, that might that might get. Oh to my me. god, you're so right. Okay, mm. it's nerf or nothing. Get a nerf gun and shoot someone nearly in the face, or just shoot straight up, shoot the shit out of them, and you'll relieve them of their <laughs> right out. Just get it right out, and you'll relieve them. Okay, Kira, can you stop fucking interrupting me? <laughs> the best thing to happen to the podcast. <laughs> Kira's constipated bowel is the best thing to have ever happened to this podcast. You heard it here first. Um. That is the solution. Okay, thank you, Kira, for coming on to send advice. Do you have anything else to add? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.
Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much, Kira. And that was sound advice for episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and hit that button and subscribe. <laughs>